Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I'm Kelly Patrick with Carlo Kellum and Ashley Danielle in studio with us today. Got plenty to talk about. As much as college football is a regional sport, and we're, you know, I'm a Louisville guy, Carlos a Kentucky guy, unfortunately. Um, everybody across the country has their own favorite college football program. The collective eyes of the country focused in on one regional rivalry last night between Auburn and Alabama with the BCS in its last year of existence and the implications. If you did, I can say you were not disappointed, as at the very end, they attempted almost a 60-yard field goal, and Auburn caught the missed field goal and returned it. They returned the the kick 108 yards for a touchdown for the upset, dethroning the Kings with Alabama no longer in the running for for being the BCS champion this year, unless, you know, Florida State and Ohio State were to lose. A lot could happen. Probably will not. Um, so maybe the best end to a football game I've seen in my entire life. It, it, better than Cal Stanford? I didn't, you know, uh, the band is on the field. Is yeah, that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. I, that's, I, I, that's, I'm, that's the I'm 30 years old. I didn't see that. That's the greatest finish ever. But, you know, I, I still. Doug Flutie. Doug, I mean, that was 83. Yeah, Flutie, yeah. Actually, the they did a top 10 yesterday, and Cal Stanford is still number one. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, it's debatable. I, I I didn't see that, so I'll, I'll give so, credence to the one that I did see live. And, I mean, the Jared Lorenzen against LSU, that game, that was amazing. Um, what happened last night was 108 yards. That in itself sets records. To happen with zero seconds left on the clock. Has Alabama hit a field goal that long all year? That's my question. No, and that guy had missed two field goals before that So one. why will they try a field goal from that distance? So you're questioning the almighty Nick Saban. Take the knee and take it into halftime. I take a shot for the end zone. Throw a Hail Mary if there's one second. Yeah. My yeah. question is, do you think anybody in the country saw this coming? I didn't. Actually, if you listened to the show last week, I predicted Auburn would win this game. I think you actually did. Yes, I did. But Once, once again, one of my most more brilliant predictions I've made. <laughs> it could have happened. You know, every time in a rivalry, I grew up uh, with uncles and, and cousins um, being Ohio State fans. And... Year in, year out, it seemed. Michigan, it came down to the rivalry game, and Ohio State would lose and forfeit their chance at a national championship right at the end. So in rivalry games, anything really can happen. And it was proved yesterday as Gus Malzahn and the and the Auburn uh, team rose to the occasion. And now, I mean, where are they ranked? It creates a very interesting end to the BCS era. You got to say Florida State and Ohio State are the two teams. Two. Yeah, right now. No question about it, right? One and two. <laughs> no question about it. We're getting the, the thumbs down from but Todd. You know, you know what? There was even more of a bigger event last night. Was there? Even, even bigger than the football games. Was there? Even bigger than Bluegrass MMA and. Please do tell. Bigger than whatever else went on last night. It was Ashley Danielle's party. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yeah, you know. Tell us about all the local celebrities that came through, uh, national celebrities and name drop. Yeah, name drop. Name drop. Yeah, do some wow. name dropping. I'm not real a quick. name dropper, but um, we had an awesome time. We had um, Russ Smith came by for a moment. We've heard um, of him. Yeah, you have. Especially you, Kentucky folks should be you know tuned very into, very familiar. Very, very familiar. Tuned <laughs> into that name in the next few weeks. Um, the Nappy Roots came out, and uh, Junior Jackson, who actually um, is a new R&B singer, and serenaded me and sang Happy Birthday, oh. which was wonderful. <laughs> wow. Um, Andre McGee came out and uh, hung out for a while. Actually, Josh Chichester, former UVA football player. There were a few other people there, too. And basketball awesome. player. Yeah. 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 It was wow. a great time. We had an awesome, awesome time. 
Very cool. I had a surprise birthday party when I turned 30. <laughs> now, it doesn't sound like it was quite as eventful. Sure, it was exciting, Kelly. Was yours that eventful? Uh, I had a good time, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're 30? I don't believe yeah. you for some reason. <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> Go ahead and name drop. Go ahead. It wasn't as eventful as the All Black Affair. But it was all it, red and black. All red and black. Of course, you, uh, Kentucky man, tried to lose the red part of that. Well, I figured you did it for a different reason, not because of Louisville. Uh, it was a combination. A combination of both of them. Yeah. All right. Kelly's like, what was the other reason? Oh, my sorority. Oh, okay. Red and white. Actually, red's in my favorite color. My high school colors are red and white. It's kind of destined, you know? Sure. And you even had the Cardinal Bird. I saw on your. Oh, your, yes. She that had the was Cardinal, the special Cardinal guest Bird show the night. Her party. How amazing is that? Cardinal Bird was my red carpet date. So, Kelly, wow. how did it feel getting in that suit the whole night? Did you know Kelly was actually in the suit? <laughs> no, the yes, I was all night. Undercover. I wish you would have come out so that we could have partied a little bit, Kelly. <laughs> I was helping my, my neighbor doing some painting last night and had to stay at home. So, what kind of what kind of sound bites we got there, there Todd? <laughs> what was that? There's a Nothing sound. like Adam's uh, random farm animals yeah, noises yeah, that he donkey. would drop. <laughs> Todd, if you really... We welcome Todd as being the guy running the boards for us. If you really want to reach the bar that Adam Taylor Epos Vox set, stuff like that. Wow. There you go. Very sweet, Todd. Very nice. <laughs> that type of stuff will keep you near the top of the all-time weekend sports buzz. Board operators list. I would say Absolutely. so. The next time it's released. It's released on a monthly basis. Plenty to talk about. We've you know, we've got Radio Ron, Ron Chilton, been in the radio. <laughs> I was gonna say Radio Raheem. I was no. Like, no. <laughs> no, no Radio no, no Raheem. No Radio Raheem. No radio Raheem. <laughs> Ashley, we need to have him call in one day so Ashley can you know see if she can get a word in. <laughs> radio Radio Ron, seventy eight years young. If you say seventy eight years old, he will correct you. Been in the radio industry for over forty years. Uh, radio Ron will be joining us at 11.15. He has his Radio Ron's uh, Reflections television show each week on CN2. He'll talk to us about Kentucky basketball. We got local basketball. Number four, University of Kentucky plays against Providence tonight, 8.30. UofL played uh, Southern Miss on Friday night. Get to talk about how we, you know, Ashley and I and Carlo was there. And even Todd's input, we'll get to see what we all think of this defending national championship Louisville team at this point in the season. Indiana plays at Syracuse Tuesday at 7.15. So when Truth inevitably calls in, we'll get to his input on how Indiana will do against Syracuse on a a football. Kentucky did play Tennessee last night. Really? (laughs) Yes. Wow. Uh, Purdue at Indiana Saturday. Louisville has the keg of nails next week. So the, the rivalry next week, try to finish up the season 11-1. I know it's a 11-1. I need to say it a couple times. It's a foreign concept to our, our local Kentucky fans. Yes, can you maybe say that one more time? I mean, 11-1 and one if they win next week. Even if they lose, they're 10-2. Well, they, Always a very impressive record. Russell Simmons, the Russell Simmons Bowl isn't a bad bowl to go to. And as we said last week, the Russell Athletic Bowl that you guys will oh, be what it is? watching okay. from oh, Lexington. Actually, I'll be watching the, the game. I think you it would doesn't be too. Matter. I don't think. See, that's the thing. Louisville fans aren't even going to be watching the game. You know what? They'll Louisville be too fans busy preparing for the basketball watch game. Watch all sports. Why? Because all sports are good when you're a Cardinal. All sports are good when you're a Cardinal. Yes. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. The weekend sports buzz is brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence. What does J stand for, Carlo? J stands for justice. J stands for justice. The best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. 
Call 502-587-0041 to reach Brandon with all your personal injury attorney needs. We appreciate Brandon and his legal expertise. We had him on the show last week, and, and we appreciate his his sponsorship and our ability to have the show each week. Um, we're going to head to a, a, our first break here. We've got plenty to talk about. The uh, L UK women's game is today, the 50th meeting between the two programs. Plenty of NFL on the, on the board. prediction about that. So. Carlo's got another bold those prediction. Those make bets, you, you may wow. want to stay tuned. We will be back with more Weekend Sports Buzz. And welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz with the host, Kelly Patrick. I am Carlo Kellum, also joined by the lovely Ashley Danielle. You know what, Kelly? I wanted to go ahead and get it out the way. Just talk about it. Tennessee, you okay? What is going on with my University Wildcats football team? This is supposed to be the year that Stoops brings in charisma and, and uh, you know, all this uh, expertise on the defensive side of the ball. And it hasn't been very much different than last year from Joker Phillips. But you know what? When we went through the schedule at the beginning of the year, I said this. Another prediction. You, predict, you predicted they beat Missouri. We, no, no. Did I? I didn't. Uh, I, I think you did. But I predicted that they beat. They would win the two games that they won okay. thus far. That I did get right. The two gimmies. Yeah, but I don't know what to say, man. I mean, I don't know. At least Joker beat Tennessee. I, I will definitely give him that. His recruiting, you know, the freshman class is pretty strong, but when you have leaders that are used to losing, that's sometimes kind of hard to overcome. So Apparently. You say they, so you're saying that they come from a losing tradition? It's a losing mentality. Now, as someone that, one, in high school, for example, I went to Manual, and we were maybe lost maybe eight or nine games my entire high school career. Wow. When I went to Berea, they were used to being under 500 every year. So when we came into that, it was very, very difficult to change the mentality. You know, girls would we lose a game, and then, you know, girls are in the locker room talking mm-hmm. about what they were doing afterward. And my roommate and I, who came from the same high school, were like, you know, what's going on? We, you should be angry. We just lost. That is not okay. But, you know, it takes time, I think, to overcome that mentality and get people to realize that even though you might be used to losing, it's not, you know, the thing to do. We need to try to win games and be focused on winning and make it mean something. So you believe that Stoops can change that mentality of the University of Kentucky? I'm not saying I believe that. I'm saying that's your problem. (laughs) But I think it will change. I think that once give, give his guys around their junior, senior years, it's going to be a couple. It's going to be another hard year next year. I think. As far as laying the br- blueprint for doing that, you know, uh, Duke look no further than Coach K's basketball program. And on the other side, they're, they're, what their football team is doing, they, they're able to win. And they're not in the SEC. Puke is winning. Puke is winning. Um, they're not in the SEC, so admittedly, it's not as easy. We're going to head to the Oxmore Ford Lincoln Buzz Line. We got our man Brian the Insider. I know that there's there was an exciting week of racing or weekend of racing at Churchill Downs. How are you doing this morning, Brian? Good morning, Kelly. How are you doing this morning? Doing great. Tell us about the the disappointing loss for Joe Torrey's horse. And then also I know uh Wise Dan was 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 paraded out in front of the, the Churchill Downs um crowd yesterday. Tell us about the weekend of, of horse racing. Great weekend. First of all, good morning, Carlos, and I want a hey, special uh, good morning to Ashley. Great to have her on the program. Enjoy her insights. 
Thank yeah, you. it was a fantastic weekend uh, of, of horse racing and closing weekend at Churchill Downs. Uh, but I got to tell you, I've been going to the Clark Handicap for many, many years, and there was no better renewal of the Clark Handicap than Friday night. Clark is as old as the Kentucky Derby itself, and it was a fantastic race. Uh, they flew in Game On Dude from California, and he went against Will Take Charge in a real good field, not just those two, but down the stretch you would have thought it was a match race because Game On Dude got way out in front, and he looked like the sure winner. And then out of the clouds, here came Will Take Charge. And he passed him at the wire, which will surely lock up three-year-old championship for Will Take Charge. D. Wayne Lucas beating Bob Baffert. It doesn't get any better than that. It was a fantastic, fantastic renewal of the Clark Handicap Friday before a nice big crowd. Uh, typically the biggest day of the meet of the fall handicap. And then yesterday, uh, they closed the... Uh, fall meet at Churchill Downs with uh, their two-year-old cards. Uh, nothing but two-year-olds ran yesterday. Of course, they're all going to be three-year-olds uh, January 1st in one month, and then they will all be eligible for the Kentucky Derby and the Kentucky Oaks. Uh, Capature picked up 10 points to, on the Kentucky Derby Trail uh, for Steve Asmussen. Very, very impressive performance and uh, got himself two points for the in the Kentucky Jockey Club. Uh, so very, very nice win there for Tapature, a very well-bred uh, colt out of uh, the very popular uh, sire Tappet. But you're right, Kelly, uh, before that race, I made sure I got down there for 2 o'clock to see uh, a very special horse and Wise Dan get uh, paraded in front of the Churchill crowd. Wise Dan is almost a lock now, especially with Game On Dude losing in the Clark. He is an absolute lock to be the two-time horse of the year when the Eclipse Awards uh, are announced, but uh, it was great to see him, a beautiful horse, beautiful animal, and very nice of the connections uh, to ban him up from Keeneland. But uh, great meet at Churchill Downs. Uh, in New York, by the way, in horse racing, they ran, uh, they ran the Cigar Mile yesterday also, and it was a huge race. Uh, it got Groupie Doll, uh, the uh, champion sprinter, Philly, uh, and uh, great field there, and flat out won it and a great renewal of the Cigar Handicap. So just a great re- racing weekend, and Churchill's closed until the spring meet and uh, the 140th Kentucky Derby, but a very successful fall meet. Brian, it looks like the next Kentucky Derby points race will be all the way on January 4th in Aqueduct in New York. It's the Jerome, and it, it says here, I'm looking at the, the Kentucky Derby uh, schedule or the points schedule. It will be a race that, that is at a distance of one mile and 70 yards. How do they determine that? That's a good question. That's, a, that's kind of a quirky distance that Aqueduct runs. It's just based on the configuration of that particular racetrack. A lot of a mile and 70 yards. You'll only see it at Aqueduct. Uh, but uh, it's just based on where the finish line and the starting gate happens to fall at Aqueduct. But, yeah, the, it'll be pretty quiet for the next month. But then uh, things will really pick up uh, at Aqueduct and, more importantly, down at Gulfstream, they'll start running some big races. So uh, most of the horses will get a little break now over the winter. A lot of them, like Tapature, I'm sure, will head down south and start preparing down in Florida and uh, starting getting their preparations. But, boy, a lot of quality two-year-olds out of Churchill Downs. And kind of interesting to see they had all the big-name big connections because in horse racing, hope's eternal. And if you've got a good two-year-old and, and you're going into – 
the three-year-old campaign and you, you've got nothing but dreams of the Kentucky Derby or the Kentucky Oaks. And that's why these people spend all this money to get into this game because there is nothing better than to have the Kentucky Derby or Kentucky Oaks. Only one can win, but they can put stuff 20 in the starting gate and everybody can dream. Brian, thank you very much for our weekly horse racing update. Before we let you go, anything else? I know you're a big Pacers fan, and you know the Pacers are sitting at, I believe, 15-1. and one. Anything you want to get in before we let you go, Brian? Oh, I tell you what, the Pacers get me so excited talking about it, but they got a tough week. They play today. They're out on the West Coast. They play uh, uh, the Clippers today. They've got to go to San Antonio. They've got a tough week yeah, ahead. Tough if they can split this next uh, week, uh, which I think they can. They've been very good on the road. It'll really kind of give us an idea of how good they are. But uh, you remember here, guys, I really think they're poised to win it all this year. They they, they do something that very few teams do, and that's play defense. And they've got big boy Roy in the middle. And uh, Paul George is emerging as a top-five player for sure. And he not only plays offense, he plays defense. And uh, they're, they're a great, they're the best defensive team in the league. And uh, I really think they've got a great shot to win it all. Larry Bird's back in charge. And uh, I love my Pacers. And, and Brian, with, with Roy Hibbert, I mean, I think I said it last week, he's probably, if not the second best big man in the league, he may be the best big man in the league. Offensively. I mean, when you Dwight take Howard his... had a down year last year pretty much. But he's probably the best center in the league right now. Other than I agree Dwight 100%, Carlos. I think he's fantastic. And, you know, he'll score some nights when they need him, but sometimes he doesn't. He does not have to score big. He hits his foul shots. He's leading the league in blocks, He's and he's just big. I mean, he's one of these guys that does not leave his feet on pump fakes, and he doesn't have to. He's 7'2", and he's long, and he's, and he's about 300 pounds, and he's smart. He stayed four years at Georgetown. He's a, He stays out of trouble. George, uh, I tell you, Roy is a... Uh, I wouldn't trade him for any big man in the league for sure. Wow. Well, you know what, though, Brown? They got to get past my Miami Heat, so I don't know. <laughs> Agreed. That's tough. that's true, I and mean, everything will run through Miami, but uh, they've given the Heat all they wanted the last two years in the playoffs, and uh, you know, just getting they're getting better, and I'm not sure the Heat can say they're getting better. Uh, LeBron is still up at the top, but uh, uh, the rest of that team uh, is starting to, in my opinion, starting to show some age, and uh, boy, if the Pacers could ever get a healthy Danny Granger back, uh, that could really strengthen their bench. But Larry made some great offseason moves on their bench, and uh, they still got to get by the heat, but I think this is the year they do it. Thank you very much, Brian. Have a great rest of your weekend. We look forward to speaking Thank with you, you again soon. I see you, Brian. I appreciate it. I love the show, guys. Thank you. Great stuff there from Brian, keeping us up to speed in the world of horse racing, leading to the Kentucky Derby in 2014 along with his insight with the Indiana Pacers. We are going to head to a break. On the other end, we'll talk to Truth, and we'll keep the weekend sports buzz rolling. Stay tuned.
Great stuff there. Great st- stuff there from Todd. Can you hear me, Todd? Okay. Um, Indiana lost me, but I don't. What did it say there, Todd? Indiana, Indiana wants me. But me. I can't go back home. That was for you, Truth. Truth, how you doing this morning? Tell us what's up with your Hoosiers. Oh my goodness! This we won five ball games, but we gave two games away. We should be playing in a ball game. Shoulda and couldn't, couldn't, wouldn't. Yeah, you said it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you got your football Hoosiers, your, your your basketball Hoosiers. What I like right now is the Indiana Pacers. I mean, are you wanting to talk about just Hoosiers today, or do you want to talk about the best team in the NBA? Well, listen, I don't like the Pacers. I know that. I know. The reason why I don't like the Pacers, I want everybody to get it. They all get the wax out of here. The way they've done Isaiah Thomas. And not only that, the way Larry Burris don't get the players come out who played out of the high school basketball in the state of Indiana. There's no way in the world Larry Bird need Eric Gordon on that team to win the NBA championship. So you think they did Isaiah Thomas wrong when he was the head coach at Indiana when Bird came in and forced him out? Oh, yes, but they did. But you don't think it was a good thing to, to see? You just think they could have had all of New York's draft picks <laughs> instead. They, you, Indiana actually won that deal. Well, but still, I, you should have uh, Zach Randolph on your team and Eric Gordon. You got your Zach Randolph and Eric Gordon on the team. They team – Everybody's talking about they can win the NBA championship. I want you to realize this. If the reason why they didn't win the NBA championship, okay, George, I'm not taking, I'm not hating on him, telling him he's a good star. But once the, somebody shut him down, when Miami Heat shut him down, what did they didn't have another score? They didn't have another superstar stand, stood up and took the, over the ball game with George. It's all. They're not going to beat the Miami Heat. In a, uh, this year, I agree with you. Uh, that. to, that's what I'm talking. And they should have went out and signed another a score. At, when they need another superstar, right now they got a lot of good role players can play defense. But Roy Hibbert not scoring. They need him to score in the playoffs. They need him at least get average 14 points to beat Miami Heat. Come on, let's don't. They it's still early. Now let's get to the real deal. How about college basketball? Uh, Duke going down. Uh, Duke going down. Uh, Kansas going down. Yeah, you're right. It, it's a great season. Um, the, the 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 Giants have all lost. Louisville going down. Seemingly, last week to North Carolina. Louisville, Kentucky's obviously lost. Um, hey, you know who Indiana lost to UConn about one point. Yep. Hey, I tell you who surprised. Uh, 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 Arizona looked good. Have you seen Arizona play? Yeah, they got the 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 horses. They got. Aaron Gordon. I mean, they they obviously had the the big win last week. How good do you think Arizona is? Truth. Oh, boy, I, they they gonna be scary <laughs> around March time because I'm tell you, I tell you who else looked good too. I watched them. Have y'all seen Steve Alfred team? UCLA. I I haven't got to watch UCLA this year. No. His son play. He got two sons play on the team. Uh, his son came, one of his sons shoot just like him, came off the bench. They got like six nine point goal. He's pretty good. He's the real deal. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, they, Steve, Steve Alfred got a six nine point goal, and he can shoot outside. Do your, do your Hoosiers stand a chance when they play Tuesday on ESPN at Syracuse? 
Uh, that's gonna, you know, I'm, I'm a, that's gonna be an interesting game for the Indiana Hoosiers. The young, uh, I call the young champions, the young champ. Uh, I'm, well, I'm you what I need. I need uh, Jeremy Hollowell step up and uh, play, uh, play like he posted. I want he's supposed to kill Edmondsville, but I if Jeremy Hollowell is kind of like uh, she he when he was a. Uh, Last year, coming off the bench, giving them, Jeremy Hollywood got to step up, and the rest of them, and the outside shooting is pitiful at Indiana, but I expect that. But if Indiana can uh, crash the ball, we'll be, I won't be surprised we beat Syracuse tomorrow. Syracuse ain't all that good, everybody think they are. I'm picking the Hoosiers to beat Syracuse in Syracuse by five points. You can put that on the yeah, peace pipe and say the truth, say it. All right. Hey, what are you? Hey, did y'all heard any? Uh, did y'all know uh, Harrison? Are we over here in Evansville, we got Harrison ranked number two in the state. Did y'all know they got a a whip? They got a young, some young team. We got probably about three guys. How you looking at? But really, I did not know but, that truth. They ranked number two in four A. They 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 got a whip. They got a transfer guy. He's a sophomore. He's about six eight, and he's the real deal. You gonna hear about him this year, but uh, we'll talk. We'll talk uh, this Sunday when uh, when IU upset Syracuse, and we'll be in the top ten. We look and forward to it, Truth. Thank thank you for the call. Have a great rest of your weekend, Truth. Got some more music there. Todd is all, all over the place with the music. I so, love it. I like Truth. Now has his own theme music for us for our show. I like it. I like it. It's a great season of college basketball. You look through the rankings. No, it really is. Uh, I didn't know that Indiana was number one rebounding in the nation. Did you know that? I did not know that. Fifty per game. How many per game? Fifty. Now, can't, can Syracuse overcome that in uh in their meeting? Or was it tomorrow night? Tuesday gonna, night. Tuesday night. It's going to be a good game. Actually, ah, see, I, I, I've noticed that Louisville plays a lot on Tuesday nights. We do. And I found myself at their games when I should be watching games like Syracuse, Indiana, or Kentucky. You're the one who calls the shots for what you do. I know that secretly within you, you're a Cards fan. You just don't want to admit it. You just don't want to admit it. I just like sports and like good seasons. You like elite level sports. I like to take the good photos, man. That's a good shot. You are. Your your photos. I was talking to our man John Hancock of KentuckySports.co, our website. Um, and, the site and your is photos amazing, have been great lately, and we do oh, appreciate it. Carlos' contributions for the website with the, the photography. And the site, if people haven't been out there, KentuckySportsCo.com, the site's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I it mean, is. Matt McCarthy. That's with where the, I go for my, my college sports updates, seriously. It is. It's on top of everything, and we even mix in a little boxing yeah, news here yeah. and there. So um, Today... At 8.30, UK plays versus Providence. We'll have Radio Ron Chilton at 11.15 to talk to us and preview this game and, and, and to really uh, review the season that is for Kentucky and their young roster and, and his, his grades for everyone. Um, what do you expect out of this Kentucky team with the seemingly somewhat formidable opponent, well, Providence? They'll just go in and smack them around, smack them around a little bit just because uh, Patino used to coach there. I can't believe you just said so. that. <laughs> We'll see. That's, what, that's what's going to happen. Julius Randle, he'll probably have another double-double. I think he has, what, seven consecutive double-doubles this season or somewhere around there? He does. He's I a double-double machine. Double-double machine. So I look for him to have a big game, 23-14. So this is a team that struggled against Cleveland State. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's, at, it's home, young. at home. You guys are on the road. Let me tell you something. 
30 years from now, when you pull out an almanac and look <laughs> at that score, it's not going to say they struggled in the first half. It's going to have a W that Kentucky won that game. That's all that matters. That or is, that's it could fair. say they won by one point like they did in 1976, which was the only other time they've played. Is that right, Ashley? So this is the second time Kentucky and Providence have ever been matched up. Wow. Kind of surprising yeah, that while Rick, where, where, where Rick, was, while there. Rick yeah. was there, Rick has a habit of playing against you know his former coaches and his former uh, programs that he, he's coached at. Uh, surprising that this is only the second time Kentucky has ever played against Providence. So 8.30 tonight, the Wildcats will be in action. Uh, plenty of NFL on the, the radar for today. We talked about our Pacers. Where do you guys want to take today's show? Give us a call. Oxmore Ford Lincoln buzz line 502-384-1450. Do we want to talk NFL? Do we want to talk NBA? What do you guys think? Or, or, or do we want to talk what's about the, where Louisville basketball or what's that? What's the birthday girl want to talk about? Yeah, birthday, birthday girl. Birthday girl. I mean, I think we should talk about the U of L UK women's basketball game. Which can't is forget also about going that today. Yeah, can't forget about that. Good call. The women playing for the fiftieth time ever. Um, both ranked. Great matchup. I think they said it might be the fourth time, maybe. In the in the rivalry in that the they rivalry both been ranked. They're both ranked in the top twenty-five. Yeah, I wish yep. that game was here. I know, one o'clock. Yeah. I wish Monique Reed still played for him, my little cousin. Oh yeah, taught her everything she knows. I think she's f- coaching at Fern Creek or something yeah, like that. Yeah, she's coaching right yeah. now at Fern Creek. Yeah, yep. Uh, injury kept her from taking it to the next level, but she's giving back to the community, doing a good job at Fern Creek. In our knockout hour, we talked about uh, female MMA and the marketability. I think that women's basketball is probably a close second. Women's college basketball is a close second behind women's tennis as far as overall marketability of a, a, a women's sport. If anyone has any input on that, give us a call. 384-1450. Well, definitely, definitely not the WNBA. No. That's fair. Uh, we'll discuss that and more when we come back with more Weekend Sports Buzz. Hey, yo. You don't have to love me. You don't even have to like me. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Thanks to Todd Neal, our wonderful man behind the boards today. He is spot on with his music selection. Actually, you like the song here. This is my favorite song. Your favorite song. I'm not embarrassed to say that it was my ringtone not so long ago for quite a long time. Wow. Where does Todd get all this inside information? I know Todd knows. Todd is one observant dude. He's very is. He's a researcher. Um... Today, we have Kentucky and Louisville women's game, 1 o'clock in Lexington. Big matchup. Um, you know, it, it's the 50th time they've, they've met. Ashley, you said it's, the I believe, the, 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 fourth time. the fourth time they've been matched up while they're both ranked. So this, whereas Calipari and Patino are obviously raising their games and competing year in, year out, Matthew Mitchell... And the Louisville program, and the Kentucky program, and and the and the Louisville women's program are all also raising their games. Seven and zero versus seven and zero. So this is going to be a big game today. I was at the game last Sunday uh, between the Cards and the Seminoles, and it was a very impressive overtime victory for the Cards. It was a a great game. They were playing against a future lottery pick. I forget her name, number thirty three. Um, future lottery pick. You, you can call her that. Number. Yeah, I remember the number. She was she was good. It's funny that you said lottery pick. She's a lot. She's yeah. going to be a future lottery pick, Carlo. They have lottery picks in the WNBA. They do. Okay. They do. Right. I mean, the cards have some. I mean, they they you know Angel McCautry, 
It's a lottery pick. I think Shoni Shimmel might be up there. Oh, Shoney yeah. Shimmel's bad. I like her. I want to get awesome. these websites where they have the projections for the WNBA draft. Do they have those? I don't know. They probably do somewhere. If not, we need to get on it and create it. That would be awesome. So we're going to do something that no show's ever done before, and that's cover the WNBA. Let's do it. <laughs> so, Carlo, since you're on making projections today, what's your projection for this game? Uh, I mean, if it was at Louisville, I would think Louisville would get the win, but Kentucky's going to pull it out uh, being a home game, I think. So last meeting, Kentucky won by one point. Seven-point victory by the Wildcats today. It's going to be uh, uh, 47 to 54. Okay. 47-54 is going to be the final score. Wildcats. Okay. But right. I really like Kimmy Sh- What's her name? Kimmy Shomo? At her, and her, her and her sister. Mm-hmm. Nice Joni. Yeah. What is the other one? Jude? I don't know. I forget her name. I love it, the quote she did last year. And I was like, "Do you? Uh, how did you feel playing against that one girl? She's like, Brittany Griner. I'm Kimmy Shomo. Andrew Hartley. Okay. Looks like we got someone on, on the line with us. We're going to head to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line. We got Andrew. How you doing this morning, Andrew? Hey, how you doing today, buddy? Doing great. What do you got for us this morning? Oh, uh, no, uh, I'm fighting on the uh, future promotions for uh, Saturday night. Wow, okay. Yeah, Saturday night, future promotions, bringing boxing back to Louisville Expo 5. Are you needing ticket information? or? No, I'm a fighter. I'm fighting on it. Oh, you're fighting on it. Oh, wow, okay. what weight class, Andrew? Yeah, I'm fighting uh, DeAndre uh, Smith, and I'm actually from Portsmouth, Arkansas. Wow, okay. What weight class are you in? Uh, I'm going to be in the uh, welterweight division. Now, Andrew, so you're, uh, you're fighting Friday night, I mean Saturday night. We wish we got you on a knockout hour. It's the fight show that comes on from 9 to 10. But uh, I heard that you're a tough opponent. I mean, I, I know your record uh, doesn't speak for itself, but I, I heard a lot of guys fur going in the ring with you. Is that true? Yes, I've been in the ring 25 times. 25? Wow. I mean, that's a lot of fights under your belt. So are you yeah, not, that's yeah. So by no by no ways, uh, sir, you're not intimidated at all by your opponent or who you're fighting. You ready to go in there and uh, and, and prove that you still got something left in the tank? Uh, no, sir. Uh, due to the fact that uh, I uh, when I had only seven fights, I fought a guy named Rodney Pitbull Jones, and uh, his record was uh, 26 wins and four losses. And I stepped in the ring with him and actually knocked him. Knocked him down <laughs> a couple of times. I've also been in there with Ocean Fagan. I've been in there with Justin Flanagan. Um, I've actually been in there with uh, on a Showtime card uh, against you know uh, every one of my opponents has been undefeated so far. A few of them. Cool, Andrew. Hey, man, we look forward to seeing you Saturday night in action. Who are you fighting again? My name is Andrew Hartley. Uh, yeah, yeah. I said, who are you fighting again Saturday night? Oh, DeAndre Smith. DeAndre and DeAndre Smith, we've seen in action before. It's pretty tough. Yep. Uh, pretty tough guy. The the face. Well, Andrew, I'll I'll be rooting for you that night, man. Good luck. Uh, put on a great show here in Louisville for us. The fans want to see it. Go in there. You got any predictions on what round you're gonna knock them out in? Um, uh, nah, I'm actually just uh, I'm whatever happens, happens. 
All right. Well, I'm predicting that you're going to knock him out in the second round. I'm going to do it for you. <laughs> so, all right, buddy. You got to live up to those expectations, man. I'm going to be at the fight, and you know, sec- if you do, if you win the second round knockout, I get half your proceeds, right? I'm joking. I can't do that all anyway. Right. Oh, uh, take well. care, man. You too, brothers. Thank you very much, Andrew. Keep in mind, next Saturday, December seventh. Expo 5, you bring a toy to Expo 5, you get a, in to watch a, a great night of professional action for only $10. Is that right, Carlo? Only $10. $10 if you bring a toy. You got to bring a toy for Not Toys a for Tots. A toy. Bring a real toy for these kids that, that don't have family to, to provide for them for Christmas. Bring a nice toy, you get in for 10 bucks at the door. And it's for a good cause. Looking over the schedule of games today in the NFL, my Bengals are playing... On the West Coast against the Chargers, 425. But the game of the day, or the game of the, the, the week, has to be tomorrow. As the Saints travel out West and they play against the, the Seattle. Game of the week? Are you serious? Did you see Saints at Seahawks? That's a good game. But What's the game of the week then? Denver and Kansas City, part two. Part two. Nah. Today. Not to me. Okay. The, Kansas, Kansas City's City? on a two game losing streak. Okay, okay guys. Make your case. They've only lost one game. Let's see. Let's Make see your case. here. Make your case for game of the week. Carlos, Kansas go. City and Denver is the game of the week. Why? At Kansas City. Kansas City's 9-1, I believe. Yep, they lost they, the first meeting. They're 9-2. and two. They're on a two-game losing streak. Who did they lose to last week? I'll show you right here. Let's see. How did I miss that? They lost to Denver two weeks ago. Then they lost to Phillip Rivers-led San Diego Chargers. I thought they won that game. They don't stand a snowball's yeah. chance in hell against the Broncos. If anyone disagrees, 384-1450. Actually, the Broncos on a losing streak as well. Let's see. One game losing streak. Okay. So you don't think that the, the, the Saints going out against in that hostile environment in well, Seattle tough, tough is the game of the Seattle, week? And they got the, the best DBs in the sport right now, uh, Seattle does. It's going to be a tough game for Seattle, no doubt. But, uh, you know, it's at home, so I'm pretty sure Seattle will pull it out on Monday night. But you can never count out saying uh, Nine and two Saints New Orleans against the, defense. the ten and one Seattle Seahawks. You're right, though. Rob it's a, doing a remarkable job with that defensive line compared to last year. And I, I tell you this, uh, what's his name down in Jerry's world? Jerry Jones, he has to be kicking himself right now for letting Rob Ryan get away. For your boy, Monty Kiffin. Monty Kiffin, arguably the greatest defensive. Don't go defensive... back and go to Tampa Bay. I know you're going to say that. He's no. arguably the greatest defensive mind. years in the... ago, man. No, it wasn't. Dude, it was like 20 years ago. Ashley was probably in what, middle school, elementary school when that was going on? <laughs> that was in 2000. When Tampa Bay Whenever... won the championship. She yeah. was at elementary school. It doesn't matter. That guy knows what he's talking about. Dick LeBeau, the defensive coordinator for the, the Steelers. I know they're not very good this year. But he's like 80. Dick LeBeau, he knows how to It coach. doesn't matter. If you know what you're Our doing out there. The fact, Monty Kiffin doesn't know what he's doing. That's what happened. That's why USC, he got his son fired. You're going on record to say Monty Kiffin doesn't know NFL defense. Not anymore, no. Wow. Bold he, statement. He knows the t- defense from back in 2000. Your your Giants are playing at eight thirty tonight. Four and seven Giants against the three and eight Redskins. Oh, we'll win. That's a you know that's a, a real we're still appealing in it game. Just a little bit. We're still in the division. That's race. what's sad is that your Giants are still in the race. We needed that win last week against Dallas, so I owe uh, Brandon Lawrence a bottle of Pepe Van Winkle. So I lost that bet. You bet me something last week. Was it? It was for the Kentucky and North Carolina game, and you owe me a bottle of Pepe Van Winkle. Okay. So I can give that to Brandon. So, yeah. All right. Other games that it would be exciting uh, today, I think, are the, the Cardinals are 7-4, and four, 1 o'clock, playing at the Philadelphia Eagles, the 6-5 and five the, the Eagles. The Cardinals are surprisingly good this year. They are. Uh, if you take Carson Palmer's it, not doing that bad. At the, at the beginning of the season, I did say he was a bum, and I've counted them out, but... 
You really hurt his feelings. Yeah, but but their record right now and the way they're playing, they're like a quiet good team. They are. They've got a great defense. They're in the division right now, surprisingly, over the San Francisco 49ers, St. Louis Rams. But surprisingly, the first-year head coach is doing a remarkable job with that team. They were even talking about trading Larry Fitzgerald before the trade deadline when they were below 500. And everybody likes to tune in to see the Eagles. You know, what's Nick Foles going to do today? I think last month, Nick Foles had the best month for quarterback rating in the history of the sport. Plenty to talk about. We're going to get to a break here. We'll be back with more Weekend Sports Buzz. Ask him anything you want about it. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Kelly Patrick with Carlo Kellum, Ashley Danielle. We got a packed house today. And we are brought in by the the wonderful Todd Neal and the Cincinnati Bengals fight song. After an off week, they are back in action today against the, the Chargers. I'll be honest. Despite the fact that the Bengals are a good team, and I know they've, they've got the defense to do what they need to do, I always feel bad about it when they play a team like the Chargers. Because you think, never know what Chargers team is going to show up. Chargers have been up and down all year. They started off kind of hot. They were at 500, then dropped below 500. They did get the big win last week after losing three in a row. But you just never know which team is going to show up with San Diego. Which Phillip Rivers are you getting? Phillip Rivers has been surprisingly consistent this year. And I, I just don't like it when they go out west. I think uh, I'm a you know Andy Dalton has really let me down lately. I'm off. I'm currently for those of you keeping track. I'm currently off the Andy Dalton bandwagon because I've well, been on and then off. And I'll admit I've been pro Andy Dalton. And then in the very next day, Andy Dalton's horrible. He's a he's a like backup. You like Andy yeah, Dalton? I like. He's on my fantasy team. Okay, he doesn't start, but he's good. So he's a solid backup is yeah, what I'm getting yeah, at. If I he, need him, he deserves to be in the NFL. He's not a starting quarterback. He is. He's the future of that team. Todd is also our resident Bengals fan. What do you think? I mean, Todd, do you have a mic over there? Is Andy Dalton a legit starting quarterback in the NFL, or am I crazy? You are right on, Kelly Patrick. <laughs> That's exactly what I look for. Wow. That's what I like to hear. I'm sorry to hear, Carlo, that you have Andy Dalton on your team. But uh, it does know, not reflect got, well on you as a fantasy owner. You gotta have some scrubs. On I had too. the longest winning streak in our league's history, which <laughs> ended last week due to my receiving core, not because of my quarterback. But Andy Dalton, twenty-two touchdowns this year. Twenty-two touchdowns. Twenty-two he, touchdowns. Yeah, he, he, he's had some good the, games. The only thing that he does that's negative is he throws quite a few pick sixes. Yeah, but and, and I'm not necessarily someone who thinks if you throw interceptions, you're not a good quarterback. I just don't like well, his. Brevard did it, and he's got that mentality. You're right. Slinger mentality. Eli Manning throws plenty of interceptions. Tony Romo sure does. I don't think those guys are bums. I think Andy Dalton, Tony unfortunately, is a bum. Tony Romo's not a bum. Yes. No. Tim Tebow has the same amount of playoff wins as Tony Romo. If that's what you're going to evaluate yes, it on, I am. it's all okay. about what you do in the playoffs. Well, then you do that. I think he it's could a, be a stat guy. Horrible. There's plenty foul. of stat guys in the history of football, but he's not a champion. He's not a champion. But Brad Johnson is. Trent Dilfer is. We're going to head to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line where we got our man Carolina Steve uh, staying with the theme of the NFL. I'm going to ask you, Carolina, what do you think of Cam Newton and these Carolina Panthers right now? I love them. 
I do too. I'm they a got big Cam Newton guy. Three, seven games. They've uh, they're playing great. I tell you what, everybody talks about Cam Newton, but their defense is playing tremendous. That middle linebacker they got who was rookie of the year last year and uh, who came from Boston College has really, really made it. Their draft pick from last year, the defensive tackle, uh, it's going to be real good with them. And uh, it's just that uh, there's, there's a place down there they're really, really getting uh, fired up for uh, the playoffs. And uh, they go get get it started off next Saturday night to get the fans kind of whooping it up. They're going to have the ACC championship at Bank of America Stadium. Wow. What about the what about the, the brilliant play of the 34, 34-year-old wide receiver, Steve Smith? I mean, everybody thought he was aged last year, but he's pretty much turned it around and he's elevated his game again at that age. Yes, Smith is just fantastic. Uh, he's been one of my favorites ever since uh, he came to the Panthers. Uh, I pulled up through the lean years and uh, through the good years. As a matter of fact, the day they announced the Carolina Panthers were going to be in the NFL. I, I pledge my allegiance to them, and I've been with them ever since. Don't sleep on them this year. You know, I think that it's a, a underrated storyline. The Panthers are 8-3. and three. Cam Newton's a former number one overall pick. Not only is he, he, he uh, obviously a great runner, he set records as far as starting a career with rushing touchdowns combined with his passing touchdowns, but he's got a cannon for an arm. He's got a guy like Ted Jen Jr. who can spread the field. Obviously, Steve Smith, Brandon LaFell, uh, Carolina, you alluded to Greg Luke. Greg Olson. Greg Olson, I, I think, uh, is still there. Uh, Luke Keekley, the linebacker. They're 8-3. and three. How legit of a team and a Super Bowl contender are the Cam, Lute, Cam Newton-led Panthers? They're good. They're, I'd say they're in the top four teams in pro football right now. That's fair. And, uh, but, uh, you know, after two games this year, there was a, uh, a thing on Facebook that said, Fire Ron Rivera. Wow. Yep, it was. And uh, so uh, I know my cousin... Uh, half-season tickets, and one of his sons went up there, and he was trying to get me to join that Facebook, and I told him, just have confidence in the coach and everything, and it's, Charlotte is a pro football town, they really, really love it, I have been to a game at Bank of America when it was Erickson Stadium, that that stadium has changed names about four times, so uh, I like it, it's in a good uh it's in a good location. I like the Panthers. Uh, Jerry Richardson, who helped start them, was a fantastic man. Uh, as a matter of fact, the guy who built the uh, Colts up this last time, he happened to be uh, come from the Carolina Panthers. So uh, there's no telling uh, what they could do uh, this year. I'm pulling for them. No, no like question about. Make- no question about it, Carolina. Uh- the big story from the day, and I know that, that you're a lifelong Alabama, uh, roll tide all the way. Uh, what did you think of the, the way that game ended last night, Carolina? Did you see that? Yes, I did. And it just capped off a bad week for me. <laughs> On uh, Friday, my uh, pilots went up to Huntington, West Virginia, and got 
just got dogged up there by the uh, by Marshall. I really hated going up and having to play them. It brings back bad memories. I was at the football game that Marshall played at East Carolina when their plane crashed on the way back and killed those 75 people. Wow. It was East Carolina's homecoming, and we won. And I, I've never liked to play them uh, since. They, they seems to be that they have they hold something of us. Then I go on Saturday, and that burn Ohio State looks one out because uh, the coach won't go for one, and instead he goes for two. Uh, then you got uh, the only two winners I had this weekend that I was really pulling for was Duke and Virginia Tech. Those were my two favorite uh, that I like. Now, isn't it ironic? Here's Duke, who claimed they were not a good enough team to uh, play Louisville. against Louisville. <laughs> now they are, uh, could be in a, a BCS game. Yeah, Louisville's got I'm the not saying they will, but they could. And so uh, that's just going to be fantastic. Yeah, that'd just be fantastic. Aaron, did y'all realize this could be the first year in many that there's not a SEC team in the BCS championship? Seven wow. consecutive years, I think it is, that SEC. Is that right? Seven years in a row they've won the national championship. And as it stands right now, it's FSU, Ohio State. I don't think there's much debate about it. In the last year of the BCS, yeah. it'll be an ACC team if both those teams against lose, the Big Ten. It'll be an SEC team in the, in the championship. Yeah. Ohio State and, and Florida State can lose a game. before this. It can happen. It hasn't happened yet, over. but I guess it could happen. And Ohio then, State could lose, lose Michigan, they're both out. The thing about Auburn think, is, Auburn, they lost their game early in the year. In college football, you can lose early. You just can't lose late in the season. But losing that one game early in the season, that 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 was no problem for them. To get in that, I don't in know if I could right pull now. for Auburn in the uh, in a championship game. That'd be about like uh, a big Louisville Cardinal fan or a big uh, U of L, uh, UK fan pulling for the other team. I just couldn't pull for them. I, I wouldn't even watch it. If they're in it. So, Carolina, did you, uh, did you so, think that they should have took a Hail Murray to the end zone? I mean, the kicker hasn't hit a field goal that long all season. Why would you put your kicker in that situation? I don't know. Saban gets paid the big bucks. He's about a three, three to four million dollar coach. I'm just a poor little guy out here working to make a living, and he's the one that has to make the decision. So, who am I to second guess it? Carolyn, what do you think about the death threats and all of the type of negativity that the kicker has been receiving since the game? Uh, that's typical Auburn, Alabama. That's just like uh, the one year. Do you ever do you remember that when the uh, chant was put, Bama put, Auburn blocked two punts in a row to beat Alabama? Yep. That guy got death threats, too. Wow. It's horrible. And in today's age of Twitter, I mean, what I saw last night from the 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 retweets of the death threats to the kicker, and then also people joking about the Paul Walker. I mean, Twitter really exploits bad people, and it, it's a really a sad, sad thing. Um, there's not many of them out there, I don't think, that are sending those death threats, but all it takes is one to get a little bit of national publicity. 
Carolina, thank you so much for calling in. What else is on on the, the, the schedule for you and what's going on in the world of sports before we let you go? Well, i got to find out what bowl East Carolina's going to be in. If they would have been in the Liberty Bowl, I might have gone to Memphis to see that one. But it depends on where they're going to be. I may get to see them. I'll just sit back and get ready for the bowl games, NFL uh, playoffs, the Super Bowl, and then in 85 days, the Daytona 500. I'll be there. I'm going this year, Carolina. Hey, Carolina, I appreciate you calling in. Look forward to hearing from you again next Sunday. Uh, you know, always, even when I'm in North Carolina, I'm going to be calling you guys. All right, we appreciate it, Carolina, man. We need to get you your own theme music as well. I think Todd's on. Oh, we already got it. We got you on your own theme music, Carolina, Steve. The Week of Sports Buzz is brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence. J. Stands for Justice. It's actually Julius Randle. Personal injury attorney, call 502-587-0041 to reach the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. Brandon Jay Lawrence. He's a big fan of UK, by the way. Yes, he is. Not only was yesterday the, the uh, birthday party for, for Ashley. The party of the year. The, the party of the century. The century right? But there's also many other historical things that have happened this week. Uh, you know, Britney Spears was born. I've got December yes. 2nd, 1981. There's even one more uh, moment that's more significant than Britney's uh, birthday. No way. Today. No. Today is the day that Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat on the bus. Wow. wow. 1955. I that. Wow. So, Today's also World big AIDS day in Day. History. Oh, wow. It's World what? World AIDS Day. Wow. Okay. I did not know that. Like going on today. Um, it's an awesome week. I mean, awesome people were born. Awesome things happened. My birthday, 1983, Michael Jackson Thriller debut. Getting Thriller music, uh, Todd? <laughs> Todd will be right on top of that. We got, you know, what's funny he is I already had it in queue. You know, he probably already. I'm pretty sure he already had it set up. I have a four year old son, a five year old daughter. They love watching thriller music videos. They love, they love that. You know video. that video used to scare me to death. It does, and it it, it scared my son for a while, but um, they really like it. They won't watch it by themselves though. <laughs> season finale of uh, mid season finale of Walking Dead tonight. What happened to our thread, man? We had the chat going, and then you stopped commenting on it. I was the only one that was putting stuff on there. Are we going to pick back up our Walking Dead chat room? Sure. I'm open to it. We'll see how, how, how everything ends tonight. I, I was the disappointed. the last episode was good. The, the, the last two have been the best. The, you the, get inside the, the head governor, of the governor. Yeah. The governor is re... You, you get to see a little bit of a... Uh, you see a soft side. You get to see his soft side. You he's get to yearning see, his family. And he he's is, found but, that replacement with a new family. But he's still down. ruthless. He still killed that dude Yeah, man. for he no was, reason. Why did he do that? Up? And then he goes and tells his brother about it. Because he knew the past. Okay, he didn't guys. want anybody around who knows the past. You, Ashley's got to cut us off. You're going to have to catch me up because I don't watch TV except for Scandal and sports. So what is The Walking Dead? What is it about? It's about zombies and the end of the world. It's a great show. Okay, so uh, great transition. For yeah, it's, it's the, you know, you get into <laughs> yeah. the characters of these people, and you know, that's what good shows all about. You learn the characters, and the, the, their storylines evolve, and they it's, it's, it's a almost great story. It's almost a great like season. a soap opera. It just turns yeah. into a bunch of drama. Yeah, yeah. they're living in the in the um, in the but prison. Now, no, right, right now the last few episodes they've been focusing on the governor. The, You're the, right. The other camps. You know, there's more people in the world than just Rick and his crew. Mm-hmm. So I like how they're kind of branching off from that. I was disappointed I didn't get to see a Sons of Anarchy last week. I know. That was what is that? That was off for Thanksgiving. They'll be back December uh, uh, 4th. Is that right? Uh, 3rd, Tuesday, actually. Okay. So you know, they'll be back for that. You know, my man got killed. Clay. Clay. Yeah, God, man, I, I told my wife about Clay, that. Man. That was yeah. a whole... 
I mean, I'm not going to go into I details. That was a it. brutal yeah, day. Yeah, I wasn't expecting what they did to the uh, the IRA guys either. I mean, they're, they're, it's, it's going down Tuesday night. Yeah. Sons of Anarchy, man. It's going to be all that war. You're right. Boardwalk Empire ended this past Sunday, one of my other favorite shows. It was a great, great season. One of the best seasons thus far. I'm Boardwalk. not caught up there yet. I'm still in, like, season two. So I'm don't don't spoil it for me. All right, that's all I have for TV. We got today the women uh, play in in Lexington, Kimmy 1 o'clock. Kimmy Schimmel. Is that her name? Am I saying it right? Kimmy Schimmel. 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 All right. I like her. She's good. Shoni Schimmel. She can hoop. Shoni Schimmel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, the women's Louisville women's team, like I said, I was at the game last Sunday. Very impressive uh, uh, team. Obviously, they've made their runs lately. So are they a championship team this year? Uh, I mean, can they really beat, can anybody really beat UConn? And the I men that they the have. Question. I mean, the women that they have, excuse me. Carlo. Really? No, really? I, was, I, mean, I, was, on, I didn't mean that. I was talking about the thinking about the men's basketball team. Last Understandable. Yeah, yeah. We're going to head to a break, and we'll be back with Radio Ron Chilton and more of the weekend sports. Talk. The weekend sports with your host Kelly Patrick, Ashley Danielle. I'm Carl Kellum. Coming back, you uh, UK's on the card uh, tonight. They play at 8:30. It's had a bad time for me though. 8:30s on Sundays in sports is kind of conflicting with my shows, man. Before we go so, there, can we <laughs> shout out Britney Spears because her birthday is tomorrow, just like mine. That's all. Go ahead. Sorry. Shout <laughs> out to the, Britney the, Spears the for the, the Britney uh, Spears song founded by Todd Neal. Thanks, Todd. You just getting all your songs played today. All the good stuff. Well, that's not really my song, but I mean, she's my birthday mate. Is that what we're going to call it? You can call it that. Yeah. Birthday yeah. sister. Yeah. I don't know. Birthday sister. Between now and December 28th, the Kentucky Wildcats play against Providence today. Win. I'm sorry? Win. I think it's going to be w. a struggle. W. Win. A win. You would win. think a win. You would think. Although they did struggle with Cleveland State. At home. So I don't. wouldn't take anything for granted. Um, this is also a game today at home. Um, they played December 6th against number 18-ranked Baylor. Lost. Um, you know, that should be a tough game, but they'll pull it out. That's when they're going to really prove that they're one of the top basketball teams in the nation when they beat a team like Baylor. Baylor has a very good basketball team. And despite the critical, how critical Kentucky fans are of Louisville's lack of a strength of schedule, they play against Boise State. What is that? What is that, Todd? What? Whose fight song is this, Todd? You can't okay, okay, you okay. Recognize, man. No, I don't. I don't recognize. Now I realize why I just started itching. <laughs> <laughs> Boise State, December tenth. And we're gonna show you how to beat UNC, December fourteenth, before we play uh, Louisville the week after that. So they're gonna show you what to do against UNC, and also how to beat Belmont, who beat UNC. You're right. So we got Belmont right after UNC. Then we'll finish it up taking on Louisville. And then getting into conference play with Mississippi State Vanderbilt. You can never go wrong with talking about college basketball and University of Kentucky against uh, University of Louisville at this time of year. Who from Kentucky, this is my question, which of the Harrisons is going to guard Russ Smith? Or is someone else going to? Because I mean, what I see is a big uh, set of guards who are big and physical, but I don't see anyone close to coming with the speed of Russ Smith. Who's going to guard Julius Randle? Wait, are you asking who's going to guard Russ Smith, Russ Smith or who's going his. to successfully guard Russ Smith? See, okay. Russ Smith is yeah, one, of those, one of those players, you let him shoot himself out of the game. You let him get he can Which have, he's not going to He do. can have all the shots he wants. 
Let him shoot as many times as he wants. Let him, and the let majority him, of Russ Smith, you're not going to see that. It's stopping everybody else around him, that. the supporting cast. Maybe Russ Smith, sophomore. Yes, you would. that would be a valid point. But Russ Smith as a senior, I don't think so. I, I don't think you all going to be able to, to rebound against Kentucky. I will give That's you, a great I point. Who's going to guard Julius Randle? I will give you Is it going to be SVT? Gene it's probably going to have to be. Or maybe Montrez, Julius I guess. Julius Randle is averaging 13 rebounds a game, it's, five offensive tough. a game. That's going to be a <laughs> tough mean. matchup because that is our for sure our weakness. On, There's no question the about it. And then our secret weapon, Kali Stein, yeah. was also a monster on the board. Certainly so. a legit big man. We're going to jump to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line where we have a guest who knows a thing or two about not only the current Kentucky basketball team, but many years in the past also, we have Radio Ron on the line with us. How you doing this morning, Radio Ron? Well, top of the morning to you, Kelly. How are you? Doing great. We are just previewing. I know that it's never out of season to start talking about the Louisville versus Kentucky December 28th matchup. We're trying to figure out who from Louisville's team will at least attempt to guard Julius Randle. And I'm a Cards fan, Ron. I can't come up with anybody. <laughs> yeah, he is a force. And I mean, you got to start with him. I mean, he's a stud, whatever you want to say. He's a man child. He scores, rebounds like Superman at 6'9, 250 pounds. He's nearly unstoppable, particularly around the basket. And of course, as you know, he has a double double in seven straight games. And. He's extremely unselfish, always looking for the open man, even though he has a, a, a double and usually triple team. Now, Radio Ron, what is your prediction against the, the Louisville game on December 28th? Do you, th- do you think Kentucky has a chance of winning that game? <laughs> Are you kidding? Kentucky <laughs> is going to win that game. <laughs> it's, it's at Rupp Arena. I know that Louisville has a very nice team, and, of course, they're coming off a national championship. But uh, I think they're missing a centerpiece and a little point guard from last year. And from what I saw in the Carolina game, I think if we've got too much linked talent. And so Kentucky's going to prevail by at least double digits on the 28th. Now, Ron, I, we, we, we struggled against Cleveland State in the first half. What, what happened in that game? Was, is Cleveland State just that uh, pretty good team, or was it just a learning experience game for the Rockets? Uh, it's totally – they are a little uninterested. They are unable to focus until it gets right down to the nitty-gritty, and then they start playing a little ball. But, uh, you know, we had the same problem a couple of years ago when we won the national championship. It just takes freshmen a little time to – season and mature and don't forget coach cal has started five freshmen the last two games but they'll be okay when it comes around to the time that it really counts in february and march amen once again we have radio ron chilton on the line with us radio ron has covered the university of kentucky basketball program for i don't know how many years um ron while we got you on the line how many years yeah i'll ask you how many You won't believe it, but I go all the way back about 65 years. I started watching The Fabulous Five in 1948, and then when I got into radio in Lexington in the mid-60s, I uh, was an assistant to the great Claude Sullivan at WVLK and helped him out a little bit and got to know all of the Rupp's Runs, Louis Dampier, Pat Riley, Thad Jarris, Tommy Cron, Larry Conley, so I was in seventh heaven 
being able to cover that team, and I've still got several interviews with the great Adolph Rupp. So I've been a U.K. fan for 65 years, believe it or not. Ron, uh, I know you are still active within the, the cover in the Wildcats. You have your show, Radio Ron's Reflections. Tell our listeners how they can follow you, how they can, how they can watch your show on a weekly basis. Well, that's on KSTV. Uh, it uh, used to be Inside, now Time Warner, KSTV, Channel 2, if you've got the cable. And it's a bi-weekly show, and it's called Radio Ron's Reflections. Of course, T.J. Beisner is the guest, or he's the host, rather, and I'm just sort of uh, a guest once uh, every, every week on Fridays. So tune in at 7.30 and a replay at 11 o'clock for Radio Ron's Reflections. Radio Ron, you said you've been covering the cast for 65 years. i got two questions for you. First question, sure. who is the greatest team in U.K. history? Second question, who's the greatest player, in your opinion, in U.K. history after covering them that long? The greatest team, in my opinion, and, uh, of course, this is purely subjective, but would have been Rick Pitino's team of 1996. Man, you've got nine Man. NBA players on there, and they just destroy a team's. By that I mean they would get out in front and put that foot right on their neck and slaughter them in the second half. As a matter of fact, they scored 84 points, as you remember, in the first half against LSU. There was no stopping that team, and I mean they cruised to the national title. And your other question was the greatest player? Yes, sir, greatest player in U.K. history. Believe it or not, you know, I thought that uh, there was no mistaking my pick, all of these years, I would have picked Cotton Nash. Charles Cotton Nash, 6'5", could do it all, could play all five positions, dribble, rebound, pass, score. And uh, he was an All-American three straight years. But, boy, after seeing Anthony Davis, I'm telling you, the way that guy dominated, I'd have to put those two right up there as my two very top players of all time on the U.K. greatest player list. Wow. Ron, I'll my... never forget. Go ahead. No, go ahead. no, no, you go ahead, please. <laughs> I've forgotten who it was now, uh, but one of the commentators two years ago, when he would be asked on ESPN, who do you think will win tonight, U.K. or whatever opponent they were playing, you know, in the tournament, he said, is Anthony Davis playing? And they would say yes, and he'd say, no doubt in my mind, UK is going to win. He was the deciding factor in almost every game, whether he scored. His intimidation down on the block and his rebounding ability, he was just in another stratosphere. A player like him only comes along once every generation. Now, Ron, I'll follow up that question with, obviously you're right, Anthony Davis did things no one else did. No one else that I've seen was blocking three-pointers in the way that Anthony Davis did. Is Julius Randle that type of a player, and does he have the ability to put this team on his back and win the national championship? I think he does. I really think he does. Now, he won't be that intimidator like Anthony Davis. Like you say, blocking shots not only in the paint but out at the three-point line. But he is such a bull. I mean, he has that determination. He has the attitude of a Michael Kidd Gilchrist. He'll put that team on his back just like he did in the second half against Michigan State, and he's going to take them all the way to their ninth NCAA championship. 
Radio Run, what do you predict in the Providence game today? You know, that is interesting. I know a little bit about Providence. They're going to be a very formidable foe. They won eight, 19 games last year, went to the NIT, where, as you know, they were knocked out by Baylor, but in the quarterfinals. And uh, Ed Cooley, their coach, has a veteran team. He's got a guy named Bryce Cutton, 6'1", senior point guard. Led the Big East in scoring last year, 20 points a game. Cooley calls him one of the best players in the country. Another guy, look, Dante Hinton is a six-and-a-half junior forward, averaging eight-and-a-half uh, rebounds a game. Another guy named Kareem Betts is a 6'10 forward, averaging 13 points, seven rebounds a game. This is a very experienced team, and I think they're going to give UK all they can handle. And just for a little spice, Coach Cooley has uttered a couple of statements that could be considered bulletin board material, so that's going to fire the Cats up a little bit. Providence will be leading at halftime, but the Cats are going to pull out about a six-point victory in the end. Great prediction. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and there's no question about it. The game's early in the season. You know, we've seen the Giants have fallen so far. We've seen Duke lose. We've seen, obviously, Louisville, Kentucky lose. Um, who do you think in the country right now is the, the best team outside of your Wildcats, Ron? You know, I'm really impressed with Arizona. Okay. Um, I think uh, Michigan State's going to get beat soon because uh, they've had a couple of close games. And after seeing Duke go down and Kansas and L and Kentucky, I think uh, we've got to keep our eye on Arizona. They've got a great team. And here's a little tidbit for you guys. If Coach Cal ever decides to retire, we just might go after that coach out at Arizona. He's got him playing at a very high level. Not a bad call at all. If there's anyone who could replicate what Cal is doing, I guess the first guy that would come to mind would be his, his protege, uh, Josh Pastner. But he doesn't bring it on the coaching end near as well as uh, Sean Miller, who is actually... I think his second, he's Coach Cal's second cousin. Sean Miller and Coach Cal are related by blood, which is a, a little-known fact I didn't learn until recently. Ron, I, outside I of... I didn't know that. That's, that's very interesting. Yeah, they're they're related. <laughs> they are, actually. So it, it, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. As far as bringing in those big classes, those guys are near the top of who can do it. You know, obviously Bill Self at Kansas... Coach K, guys like that, but in the mold of a Coach Cal, I agree with you. Sean Miller is right there with someone who, who could possibly come close to continuing um, the unprecedented level of recruiting success John, Coach Cal has at Kentucky. Exactly, and Coach Cal, of course, brings so much more to the table, not only in his recruiting, but I think he's a darn good coach, but his PR, his ability to rally uh, this uh, uh, and that organization for charity. He is he is really, you know, we use the term he gets it, and I'm not sure that anybody can measure up to that, that uh, caliber, you know, of Coach Cal understanding the relevance the, of what uh, Kentucky basketball means to hundreds of thousands of, and really all around the country. Ron, thank you very much for joining us this morning. We'll have to have you on again soon. Have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you very much, Ron. Well, thank you. It's been my pleasure, gentlemen. Good luck to you. Bye-bye.
Great stuff there. If you're yeah, looking was, for yeah. someone who's knowledgeable about the Wildcats, has a radio voice, has the historical context to be able to carry on a discussion, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone with a better resume than what Radio Ron brings to the table. We're going to be back with more Weekend Sports Buzz. Kentucky woman should shine with her own kind of light she look at you once in a day that's all wrong looks all Kelly Patrick, the lovely Ashley Danielle, Carlo Kellum. Coming back to finish out the last, uh, what, 25 minutes of the show, talking a little NFL football. We're talking about Turkey Day football. My man, Mike Tomlin, my fraternity brother, had a little uh, incident on, against the Baltimore Ravens. I actually missed it as I was traveling that day as well. Kelly, tell us exactly what happened. You said he stood out on the sideline. He blocked Jacoby Jones from uh, Jacoby Jones. Scoring. Yeah, Jacoby Jones was returning a kick, and Tomlin happened to be in the right place at the right time. So was he outside? Those are lines you have to stand on on the sideline. He was on the field. He was on the field. Okay, is that what you mean? Yeah, was he, he was on, on the, the field? field. Okay. Yeah, he was on the field. So was this a I don't blatant know type of thing, or Tomlin he... cheated? There's no question about it. So he even giggled when they asked him about it in the presser. So did the ref throw a flag, or was any type of uh, penalty uh, uh, during that that whole incident? I just kind of looked the other way. Because if he's on the field, that's a penalty. They didn't give him a touchdown. That's all that matters. He he would have had a touchdown, but no flags. No flags. So nothing. It was so he did anything. He didn't do anything wrong. Well, they're saying that. <laughs> Are you kidding? The refs didn't see it. Did they're he get fired after the game? The draft pick. Oh really? For it, and I'm that right. Tomlin might be fine. That's what's on. I've right. seen the clip. I didn't NFL watch it live. Leagues. I did not watch it live, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm, well, Bill Belichick lost some draft picks for Spygate, and he turned out all right. He cheated. Yeah. Tom Winch, I don't have a problem with it. I'm a Bengals fan. Not, I don't like the Steelers. If my head coach did that, I wouldn't complain. At the same time, there's no getting around it. He cheated. Also, Jason Kidd had a somewhat similar incident where he said, hit me. He was out of timeouts. And he got his player to bump him where he spilled his water. So they now had that, to stop play. Now that I think is more, uh, I think that's I think that's bad. Someone someone get get hurt seriously over a spilt cup of uh, liquid fluids on the basketball floor. It can cause an injury. Okay, that's fair. That may cost him his job as well. As they're not performing that well, with they the are highest, not performing the highest payroll in the NBA right now. Is that right? Yes, and with the record that they have, it's un, it's unexcusable. I don't think he'll make it past January fourth. That is a very valid point. This New Jersey Nets team has. I mean, who don't they have? Yeah. They've got Kevin Garnett. They've Dar- got Dar- Paul Williams, Williams. Uh, Ron Williams, Lopez. Joe Joe Johnson. Yeah. A lot Lopez. of big players. A lot of big I think they got Andre team. Karolinko. Yep, but he took a discount to go play for his buddy. He did. But with that said, it brings me to my point uh, where uh, Radio Ron said earlier about the guy that the week Kentucky could get well, as a coach from Arizona if Coach Cal decides to leave. A name being thrown around to go back to Brooklyn, uh, go back to the Nets, is Calipari. He'd be crazy to inherit that train train wreck. That's a lot of money. They're five and twelve. Oh, a lot I, I'm, of I'm, money. 
You know, the prop- he already got ran out of 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 coaching the Nets. He coached the Nets. Yeah, he coached the Nets. Yeah, but that's the name that's been thrown around for the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, I've heard it. I've heard it for the Knicks also. I, I didn't agree with the Jason hire, the Jason Kidd hire anyway. I mean, he's fresh off his. He just retired, and he all of a sudden gets a head coaching job. It took Mark Jackson freaking ten years to get a coaching job. True, and he just gets one just like that. You know, with all his uh, his uh, his his past troubled past domestic violence. Uh, you know the DUIs and now the spilt uh, cup on the court. So you're not a, you're not a Jason Kidd fan. I'm not a fan of anybody who's participates in domestic violence. Okay. Is fifty thousand dollars? That's his fine. Is that enough for Too Jason much? Kidd? Yes. That's a lot. Spilling a cup. That's a lot of money. How much does <laughs> Jason Kidd make? Milk. That's what I'm going to look up. Is what is his salary? The owner probably played paid it for him. Man, the Russian guy. He has big money. I don't have a problem. I mean, I, I think it's neat. It makes headlines. It gives us stuff to talk about. We're in the sports radio business. It's exciting to talk about. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't have a problem with Tom Wynn doing that or Jason Kidd doing it. Do either of them deserve to be fined and possibly suspended? Sure. They did something wrong. They both cheated. Right? You can't dump water on the court. Or you can't, if you're a coach, you cannot go onto the field and block well, like somebody say, who's returning a kick. That's cheating. There's no way around it. If the refs didn't call it. It's not cheating, unless he got found after the fact. By because the, nef- the refs are never wrong, right? <laughs> I mean, they're the, they're, that's why they get paid the big bucks. They're the, uh, you know, that's why they're the professionals. It says that Jason Kidd makes eight and a half million a year. Wow. Are you kidding His me? First year coaching, that's ridiculous. So fifty thousand dollars is. I'm sorry. Nothing. This says Jason Kidd gets ten point five million dollar contract as Brooklyn Nets head coach. Wow. 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 For an unproven coach. Unproven More coach. than he was making when he retired as a player. I mean, my man Brian Shaw doesn't even have a coaching job yet. I'm he's right been, there with He's you. been waiting for a long time. Patrick Ewing has Patrick been Ewing, trying yeah, to yeah. get into coaching for years. Even yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. They won't that let bring, him get a, get a job. He's that been, brings up one yeah. of my theories. I like to develop these theories I have. If you're a center in the NBA, you might as well not even try to become a head coach. Patrick Ewing, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, those guys are Hall of Famers. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the all-time leading scorer and rebounder in the history of the league. And he can't sniff a head coaching job. Lawrence Frank was the head coach of the Nets. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar can't get a head coaching job. Point guards get preferential treatment when it comes to head coaching jobs. Why do you think that is? Uh, I guess they're viewed as being uh, basketball minds. George Carl. uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. Lenny Wilkins. The list goes Calipari was a point guard. Rick was a point guard. They're all point guards. Uh, you know, uh, Roy Williams was a point guard. You look across the uh, – who's the guy who coached uh, – now coaches the Clippers? Doc Rivers was a point guard. Yeah. I mean, if you're a center or a big guy, people people think you're automatically not an intelligent basketball mind. They say, well, he's tall and he doesn't deserve – Kurt Rambis? The, Kurt Rambis didn't survive. Phil Jackson is the one exception. Yeah, he's a big man. He was 6'8". 6'8", 6'9". But he wasn't much of a player. That was a, he had to go through the Continental Basketball Association well, and win a, a title through the CBA before no, he, he, he landed. he won a championship with the Knicks. And as a player. Yeah, as a player. I know, but I'm saying oh, as okay. a coach, as he had coach. to come oh, up through okay. the CBA. Right, okay. um, you know, there's, ex- there's every once in a while, Kevin McHale has had some stints as a head coach. He was a big guy, Hall of Fame player. I mean, he's got a pretty good team right now with the Houston Rockets. You're right. Well, that's a big guy. How good do you think this Rockets team is? Uh, I think they're going to come out the West on top. Do you? Think, yeah, I don't think I think the Thunder made the biggest mistake last year getting rid of James Harden. They, they would have been they could have been a dynasty if they kept that kid, man. Houston is thirteen and five. 
currently sitting fifth in the Western Conference. I know that doesn't matter. Ahead of them, they got the Clippers. San Antonio. Oklahoma City. Portland, who is playing out of their mind at number two in the Western Conference at 13-3. and three. And then, obviously, old man-led still San there. Antonio They're Spurs. still there. The old man. But you know what? Tony Parker's really not that young. He's not even – I think he just turned 30, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but Tony Parker He's came out of France, guy. and he was young uh, in his career. Um, but Mono Ginobili, Tim Duncan, those guys – it's a, you know they do have um, Kawhi Leonard. I mean they they've yeah. re, redone the roster. They've, re, yeah. they've got they've complemented the they've done a very good job. My hat goes off to Greg Popovich um, and the San Antonio See, the Spurs. About it, they don't rebuild; they reload. They keep Tim Duncan. That's the no- t- Rick Pitino when he went to Boston. He thought he was going to win the lottery. He, odds were he was going to get Tim Duncan. If he did, he would still be in Boston with Tim Duncan. If you have someone like Tim Duncan on your team. Just, I mean, it's, I'm not saying it's easy. You got to compliment him. You got to have Tony Parker, Mono Ginobili. You got to have guys like Bruce Bowen. Uh, That's bringing what it. When you leave the greatest uh, school in the nation and go to go to pro, he should say to you, "Okay." Seriously, but you know what? I understand. Him, I, I don't. I don't think fame. you're crazy for saying that. Coaching you UK wish he stayed at Kentucky. What's that? Coaching at UK got him in the Hall of Fame. Let me ask you this: Not coaching, Mister Kentucky. Calipari Patino, who's better coach? Calipari. There's he had more adversity. He had to go through more. He had a, a younger roster to deal with. I'm saying all time, you're saying Calipari's a better coach than Rick Pitino. Yeah. That's impossible. It's, I mean, <laughs> That's Rick, absolutely I mean, Rick impossible. just won his second title last year. I mean, so, I mean, yeah, Calipari's a better Cal's guy. only won one. He's only won. They, 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 were, they were tied. Just a, a, they were tied. You're they right. Were, they, were tied. you're were t- they were tied. They were tied. However, Rick now has twice as many as Cal. I mean, we'll see. Is that, is that not matter? We'll see how we just dismiss goes. that as being irrelevant? He's your guy. You Double the number. Hey, uh, Rick a, is twice as old. He has a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, he what, does have a tattoo what, of the correct you can, school. You can keep him. Yes, we will. Thank you. But oh, There's my, not a coach in the country I'd take over Rick Bettino. 384-1450. Let me know. Am I crazy? He's not in the Hall of Fame because of Louisville. He's in the Hall of Fame because of Kentucky. He's in the Hall of Fame of because Kentucky. he's an absolutely fabulous coach. He overachieves with teams. Wipe out his legs in Kentucky when he's still in the Hall of Fame. Yes, he would be. No, no he'd not, be on the way. He'd be on the way. <laughs> on the way. If he didn't coach at Providence and bring them to the Final Four, he wasn't, wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. He's the only coach to take three programs to the Final Four, I think. It, Cal, has Cal done that? UMass, Memphis, and Kentucky. Cal's done it. Yes, he's done it. So no, they're, they're, they're two of a kind, and I love the passion, and I love the fact that they have contrasting styles. It's, it's great for the, the area. I wouldn't take anybody over Rick. I'm going to say it, that Calipari is a wonderful recruiter. I'm going to say <laughs> basketball X's and O's and taking raw talent and making them achieve, not so much. He Kentucky was. is organized streetball. They're like, oh, you guys are amazing athletes. I'm going to put you out here. You do what you have to do. When they start to fail, they're not coming back. Where Patino can rally his guys and put in some X and O's and make them – you know, pull it together at the end and make a run. Calipari's not doing that for Kentucky. We're going to head to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line where we got a caller. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Hey, um, I got an answer to your question is why is point guards why, why point guards are preferred to head coaches? Why is it? Because they're considered they're considered coaches on the floor. Okay. So it's an easier transition to be a head coach as opposed to centers only knowing their their low post position. Okay, so well, I'm, I'm sorry. What, what, what is your what is your name? Right. Can I have your name, please? Man, he was in and out like Hello, that. Great call there. Yeah, that was good. That's my, a good point. My, yeah. my comeback That's to that would there. be this: 
Is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar not a smart player? No, I he don't won think, six yeah, that, titles. That's not his point. All-time leading. He won three yeah. national. Or I'm sorry. I think he won four national championships but while he was at UCLA. Johnson was the coach on the floor because he was the point guard. He led the offense. Okay. So that's a good point he made. That, that's it's true. a very you know, fair Jason, point. You're a, so you're a coach Jason, on the floor. So Jason Kidd, was, he was pretty much the coach on the floor with the Nets when he, when he took them to back-to-back championships under Byron Scott because nobody liked Byron Scott for the Nets. I like Byron Scott. I liked him as a coach. I got a story when I was little. like Byron Scott. I went to a Pacers game when I was a little kid. My dad brought me up to watch the Pacers play, and I saw Byron Scott hit a, a buzzer beater to win the game for the Pacers. I'm a Byron Scott fan. He, let's tie this all together. He's a former teammate of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I like Byron Scott, but you're right. When he was a coach, Jason Kidd, you could argue, I guess, was the, was the, was the guy who was so, running the show. Joe, the knockout hour is over, man, but we'll take you on. What's going on, buddy? Hey, what's going on, man? I'm <laughs> what's... calling, man, to get you in line, man. <laughs> What's your logic? What's your logic of saying Calipari's a better coach than Rick Pitino? Because he had more adversity. Winning that championship yes, with a team crazy. as young as he had, that's impressive. Pitino couldn't have done it. Pitino can't get cast to play street ball and win a championship like Calipari. But he got he got two championships. He got Final Fours. And so does Calipari. So, they didn't get took away. They're still hanging. But Joe, you can have you can have Patino. We don't want him, man. You got him. Patino's yours, man. You can have him. He has your tattoo, uh, a tattoo of of your name under the championship on his back. He does, but in your in your unbiased mind, there's no way you can really say that. I mean, don't get me wrong. The extra championship gives him a notch. But what if Calipari wins this year? Who's the better coach? What if? Key word is what if. What if? You seen the team, man? Do you really think they're gonna win the championship? Nope. Oh yeah, they're very capable. Did you just hear Radio Ryan break it down, man? You must have missed the Radio <laughs> I Ryan. Interview. Pros on all their banners, man. You don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. That's what I said. Radio Ryan just broke it down, man. Kentucky has a great chance of winning it all this year. They had a great chance and last Louisville, year, and we saw what happened. And Louisville does it. And Joe, Louisville does it. Joe, we know you secretly like Kentucky. That's no. That's okay, man. <laughs> No, I see you posting Facebook pics at all the Louisville games online. That's what I see. Man. I think you're an undercover fan for real. Hey, That's man. what I see, man. I'm just putting it out there, though. Go to KentuckySportsCo.com, man. That's what I work for. All right. That's what's up. Hey, Joe, man. Give, up, man. Tell them about the fight Saturday, man. Uh, we December the 7th, we doing it at uh, Expo 5 on 7th Street for Toys for Tots. We had a real nice live remote last night. Sorry, I couldn't be there, man. Ah, that's okay, man. You was working, man. You was working. At least you was at an MMA fight and not a Louisville game. Ah. I really told you working. That's what's up. Hey, Kelly, what's happening, man? Y'all take take it easy. Hey, man, you want to do a quick uh, ticket giveaway? You got two tickets to give away for the fight? Go for it. Okay, all right. Two tickets we're going to give away uh, this Saturday, December 7th, future promotions. When do you get Carolina Steve uh, at that fight? So... Thanks, Joe. All right, bud. All right. Seven, so, we've got seven minutes. Give us up, a man. call and tell us you want a ticket to the Saturday, December 7th, Future Promotions Toys for Tots event. And we got a ticket with your name on it. Give us your address and we'll send it out to you. We're going to head back to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line. Who do we got on the line with us? What's up, man? Hey, man, look. Carlo, you look, man, here's the deal. Rick Pitino has done less with the most talent than any other coach in the NCAA. The year, the year he was the number one overall seed, and they lost to Michigan State. Basically, a home game 
I mean, he, he he's horrible. He's a horrible in-game coach, man. The only thing he does, they fouled their way to the championship last year, and that's why they had the that's why they had the rule change because of U of L, man. Hey, and then plus for Carlo, hey, Brian Shaw, he's coaching for the Nuggets, man. And then plus, oh, he got uh, the job. Cal- I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perry Kyle Perry was the one uh, was a, a, a Chris Douglas Roberts free throw away from winning the before that bomb. Hello. Oh. Yeah, you said that. we before got you, that man. Bomb, before that bomb, uh, what's his name? The dude that thinks he's he's cold for the Miami Heat. The dude, the guard, the three pointer, the center. He's a he's a bum, man. He's got the most sense. He, everybody should have his self confidence, man. He's a he's a bum, man. And then and then who's that dude? Who's the guy that said that Willie Dampier was the best UK player? What is he talking about, man? Has he he never watched uh he never watched Jamal Mashburn? Come on, man. He said Cotton Ash. Who the hell is that? Who is that? <laughs> Cotton Fitzsimmons. He's a coach for the Phoenix Suns. Man, I'm talking about. I'm talking about Jamal Mashburn, baby. He put the he put the he put UK back on the map, man. But anyway, look, yeah, Cal- it's no question. Calipari is hands down a better coach than Patino. Ask U of L fans who they thought the best coach Thank was you. in '96. In '96, Danny Crum. Come on, man, get out of here. That's <laughs> a, I told you, Cowboys, baby. Cowboys hey, I'm glad somebody way. shares my same sentiment and knows bas- college basketball coaching like I do. One person. Brandon Lawrence, thank Bobby you. Van Winkle, baby. I, I, Van I, I owe you, man, from that game last week. Somebody <laughs> owes me, so I owe you. <laughs> Later. All right, man. Great Good show, guys. Thank you very much, Brandon. Good stuff there. I like the, the correction. I like if, if anyone hears us and we make a factual error, which I'm sure happens, Brian Shaw is a head coach, well, it's a, which it's further goes year. to my theory that if you're a point guard, if you want to be an NBA head coach, all you have to do is first play point guard in the NBA. It's that easy. <laughs> If you're a center, if you're Patrick Ewing, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you'll have a harder chance breaking those into the, into the coaching ranks. That's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. I mean, there's only a few guys I really think are getting ripped off out of it, and I think it's Patrick Ewing and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. What sunset was a head coach? He was a, 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 a big he was man, a, wasn't he? He was a— um, Washington Bullets. Washington Bullets. Was he their head coach at one point? Yeah. I know that he's yeah. involved with their front office. Yep, back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, I think. Okay. He was a head coach. He, he, was, he had such a bad team, they made him coach it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Kinda You're like, right. Kind of like they made Kevin McHale do when he was in uh, Minnesota. But, yeah, man, so, yeah. Uh, so, Kyler Perry is a better coach as far as uh, the talent that he has and bringing those guys together, winning a championship with that young team, man. Nobody's ever done that before. That's fair. Nobody. That was an unprecedented thing to be led by a fresh. I know Carmelo Anthony led Syracuse to a championship when he was a freshman, but they had many other players. They had Hakeem Warwick, and they had other talent. You're right. They they did have Patrick. I'm sorry. They had Darius Miller. They had some upperclassmen on that. Macklemore, right? The point guard. What is his name? Macklemore's the the, uh, Syracuse point guard. He's the point guard. The guard for out of Kansas. Um, Syracuse point guard when. uh, when the Syracuse won the championship with Carmelo. They're the white guy. What was his yeah, name? I thought it was Macklemore, no? Uh, I forget his name right now. Yeah, Tyler, if you're listening, call in with that answer. Yeah. Good show. We've got lots to talk about. Always is the, uh, you know, the Rick versus Cal debate. Always will we'll get people and their blood boiling. Um, today, tune in. One o'clock. The the women play in, in uh, Lexington. Is that game at Rupp Arena? It is. 
They're letting the women play in Rupp? Don't they, don't they make them go over and play at the other stadium most of the time? Let's see where that is. <laughs> I don't think that game's at Rupp. I think that the that, that University of Kentucky is so backwards, they still think women are inferior, wow. so and we, they make them play at a lesser arena, which to me is very offensive. I have a mother, a daughter, and a wife, and that really gets to me. Where are we going to be at this week? So December 4th, I plan on being at the basketball game, the Louisville men's game, Joe, if you hear that. I'll be there taking photos. Saturday night will be a future promotions for boxing. So we have a big eventful week. And December 7th, another home game. Uh, Louisville's playing another mediocre team that's coming in town. Kentucky Memorial Coliseum. Oh, wow. wow. That's, that that that's is so offensive. I mean, that is. I mean, but everybody can't lead the wow. nation for, you know, Not everybody. Fans yeah. What is a ULL? Game? What's that? A what? what? Yeah, yeah, it's on the schedule, December 7th, Saturday. ULL. How about you guys beat Providence? This evening, first, before we go to ULL. Radio Ron predicts a tough game. He said that Providence will lead at half today. Well, it was a great call from, from oh, Ron. Oh, yeah, great, 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 great stuff, call. man. I could listen well, to talk all day. Have to have him on uh, again soon. We want to thank Brandon J. Lawrence, where J is for justice, for letting us be on every Saturday from 9 to 11 and Sunday from 10 till 12. Be sure to join us next weekend for more Weekend Sports Buzz. End is near, so I face the final curtain, my friend. I'll say it clear, I'll state my case, of which I'm certain. I've lived a life that's full, I traveled east. And every byway, oh, and more, much more than this, I did it my.